We're back. Welcome back, podcasties. To Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I am Julie. And we are so glad that you are with us on this uh, journey through sobriety. And we're happy to be sharing our thoughts uh, on our processes with you. And we hope that it helps you in some way. Um, I've had people say that, you know, I couldn't get to a meeting or I love listening to you guys in the car when I'm on the way to work. So that's kind of cool. That, I love uh, it. Um, I do this too. I listen to other uh, sober podcasts and things um, on the internet or things that I've downloaded to my phone. It's like I barely listen to the radio anymore because I just mm. love listening to sober life and sober talk. So we're glad that you've chosen us. It's a great honor. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, and our 10-second disclaimer is everything we say is from our own brains and our own hearts. And we don't uh, speak for anybody but ourselves. Amen. True that, that, sister. And if you have a, a topic or a suggestion or you want to comment on the show, we'd love to hear it. The number two, soberchicks at gmail.com. You can also send us a message on Facebook at the same name, Two Sober Chicks. All right. So today's podcast is a listener question podcast okay. from California. And I was a little um, unsure of the clarity of what was being asked here. All right, so... So the question is, and then I guess we'll discuss it once I say it. The question is, this person um, says that a lot of newcomers are stating they only, in quotes, they only have a drug background, end quote, coming into the rooms of AA. But across all the programs, they say keep coming back and more will be revealed. What would you say to them? I don't want to confuse, but commonly when I speak, I always say, may you see something here, may you feel something here, may you hear something here that makes you want to come back here, which I actually love. I really love that. But I'm confused as to whether this person is asking, well, if someone comes to the rooms of AA and they say, well, I only have a drug background, and then you say, keep coming back, more will be revealed, does that mean that you think that that person will eventually admit they're an alcoholic? Or, like, I don't really understand what that question meant. Um, But for for any newcomer, that last statement to me is perfect. If it's just a newcomer question. What do you say to a newcomer? What? Like, if what do you say to a newcomer? May you see something here? May you feel something here? May you hear something here that makes you want to come back here. And I always go to that. It's not up to me to tell you that you're an alcoholic. It was up to me to figure out that I was an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, And, you know, um, one of our traditions talks about um, you only have to have a desire to not drink if you want, you know, if you want to be part of these rooms. Yeah. Um, And I also think, uh, let's say the person is only addicted to some sort of narcotic, um, a drug is a drug is a drug. Alcohol is a drug. We're all addicts. Um, yeah, it's an addiction. And if this AA meeting is the only 12-step program that they can get to, then why, you know, great. I'm glad they're here. Yeah. Um, and I do think that uh, it is, it's relatable. It's transferable. Most of the other 12-step programs are based on this 12-step program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, um, AA pioneered it. Yeah. And my, I've gotten so much, uh, NA, Narcotics Anonymous, has a workbook on the 12 steps. And I've gotten so much out of using that workbook and, and doing the steps. I find it takes you a little bit deeper into the steps. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and I'm cross addicted. But when I first came in, I, I was the other way around. I'm only an alcoholic, you know, 
I don't have a problem with drugs. <laughs> <laughs> More was revealed over time. Yeah. You know, especially when the rubber hit the road and life got really real and hard in sobriety. And I was really convinced I was an alcoholic, so I couldn't drink. So my first go-to was, well, let's do drugs then instead of let's try to handle this, yeah. <laughs> you know, life on life's terms. And that's when I discovered that I was cross-addicted. So... Well, and I think it's not our job to reveal to people the more will be revealed. It's like a good therapist doesn't give you the answers. They just tell you where to look. Mm -hmm. Like it's not our job to reveal this stuff to them. More will be revealed as they continue the journey, as they keep going to meetings, as they connect to a higher power. And also, um, I sponsored a heroin addict years ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember calling an old timer in the program and saying, I don't have experience with heroin. Right. And he said, but you don't live in the problem. You live in the solution. You're just here to help her see what the solution is and how to do that. And I remember going, oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's the solution. And often, once people get into recovery, as myself, I realized, anything that alters my state of mind or my mood, I can't touch it. Right. Unless it's something like I have to go into surgery and I'm going to need something to recover. Like that's sort of... I, for me a given mm -hmm. but I can't touch anything that's going to alter my perception or my perspective of the world because that's exactly why I drank I didn't want to feel my feelings I didn't want to experience the world the way I was so my little uh almost relapse of like I can smoke weed I'm not I'm not addicted to drugs I'm an alcoholic yeah and then realizing no honey you're gonna open it up into that world again where you cannot go yeah and that was how it worked for me anyways yeah, I've had people say, well, marijuana isn't physically addictive, and maybe it isn't, but it's certainly mentally addictive. But how do you know what's it like? Talk to the people that eat dryer sheets. Are dryer sheets addictive? <laughs> no. But like, it's like saying it's hypoallergenic. How do you know what someone's going to be allergic to? You don't. Yeah. Different things are addictive. Like, I'm addicted to uh, Netflix and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Are they addictive? Maybe to some people, maybe not. Yeah. Oh, I hope we answered the question. I mean, that's that. I hope not. And if we didn't, and uh, we didn't understand it properly, if we didn't understand it properly. Write us back. Please email us back so we can get clarity. But I think it was a really good question. Yeah. On uh, the level of understanding that we read it. Yes, for sure. And um, so, yeah, it's not up to us to decide if someone is or isn't an alcoholic. And I do believe that uh, if they get something from this program, then they are welcome to stay. Yeah. Um, you know the singleness of purpose thing used to bother me too um because if i would say if i would mention drugs as part of my story oftentimes you'll see some old timers shuffle grumpily in their chair or you can <laughs> feel it <laughs> you yeah. know they're snorting and uh, harumphing around yes <laughs> you can definitely feel it yeah. but you know what that's part of my story and it was also in the big book it is part of bill's story bill w talks about you know barbiturates at one point, yeah. I think it's on page seven uh, in, the, in the big book. So now that helped me, you know, not feel guilty about yeah. mentioning that because it is part of my story. Am I an alcoholic first and foremost? Yes, I am. That is my experience. Yeah, um, Yeah. there's somebody I, I know in the rooms who says, if you talk about drugs, I'm tuning out. Okay, that's fine, that's your choice. Yeah. But maybe there's 10 other people in here who can relate to what I'm saying. Yeah. I know when um, I was struggling with that issue, and I heard somebody else speak honestly and openly about being cross-addicted, I opened up my ears and I started listening. And maybe that person's share saved my life. Mm, I like that. So, 
You know, it, when anybody has that of a visceral reaction about talking about drugs, all I can think about is love and tolerance is our code. What skin is it off your back to sit there for five minutes and listen to someone touch on their experience with drugs? Yeah. What's it going to take away from your life? Like, we need to just settle down a little bit. Everyone needs to stop being so offended. It's like the Al-Anon slogan. Yeah. Uh, I never get the words right, but it's, how much does this, does it really matter? Or mm-hmm. how much does it really matter? And it's like, I look at that and I go, mm, is that where I'm going to, if I'm going to get on the cross for that one? I don't think so. <laughs> Somebody needs the wood. Somebody needs the wood. Uh, all right. Well, that was a short one. Well, how? It's eight, eight and a half minutes. Well, let's dig into the jar. Oh, all right. How about that? Yeah. Actually, you brought up a really good topic a couple weeks ago. Okay. And we posted it on our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook at Two Sober Chicks. I'm glad one of us has a memory. I think yes. I fried all my brain cells. I and, have no memory of this. Well, I posted it. But okay. You were the one that said it. Okay. And so we all hear that sentence, stick with the winners. But have you heard about stick with the stickers? Yes. Which is my new favorite. Yes. Well, because um, stick with the winners, as you brought up, it really, you found it very offensive. I, I did at one point. Now I know what it means. Mm-hmm. But the question came to me from a sponsee that was like, Ugh. Yeah. And if you're new, it's kind of hurtful. Because it, I immediately go to the opposite, which is, oh, so the I'm other a, people are losers. Yeah, I'm a loser. If I, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. And I like that um, term, stick with the stickers. It just basically means stick with the people who are working the program, who are active in the program, who are active in service, and who are clearly, through evidence of their life, um, obviously working the program because they are content. They are somewhat happy. Um, maybe even joyful. <laughs> Ooh, there's yeah. a concept. Um, the people who I think are not the stickers are the ones who are just dry. They're sober, but nothing else has changed in their life. Yeah. So that's why it's important to surround yourself with people who are actively working the program. And especially if you're new, I mean, um, I've gone through this with newcomers, with, with sponsees, and they come to me saying, oh, so-and-so's doing this, and so-and-so went back out, and, you know, I had to go and rescue this person. No, you didn't. You're not God. That's not your job. Your job is to work with a higher power and to work with your sponsor to try to right your own ship. <laughs> Stop trying to save everybody else because you're going to go down. Yep. You know? Uh, maybe after you've had some long-term sobriety, that's when you give it back. But when you're new, you've got nothing to give away. You don't have it yet. So take care of your own stuff. And that's hard for people, I think, too, because they see that as, well, you're always talking about don't be self-seeking, don't be self-centered, and now here you're telling me to put myself first. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's different when it's not putting yourself first, it's putting your sobriety first, putting your sobriety ahead of everything else. Um, so really, if you are surrounding yourself with people who are relapsing all the time, um, I think you're one step closer to relapsing yourself. Yeah. But if you're with the stickers, the people who aren't relapsing and the people who are doing service and helping other people, then you're going to catch what they have. Yeah. So basically be a recovery leech. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like the people that stick close to the program are the people that you want to be with. Mm -hmm. Be a leech. I remember an old sponsor of mine once said uh, she had watched some documentary on penguins mm-hmm. and how um, what they do to fight against the cold is they'll all huddle together in a little group. And she said it really reminds her of AA yeah. and how they all huddle together in a little group. And then the ones who've really got the warmth, 
they move to the outside. Oh, it's so sweet. And the ones on the outside get to move in and get their turn at, at being warmed up yeah. by the rest of the group. Like, that's kind of what we try to do. Like you said, um, in love and tolerance is our code. You know, we try to help others. And, yeah. And, uh, and it's so odd, but by giving it away, you get to keep it. So true. You don't want you if you can't warm up the other penguins if you're on the outside. You got to go on the inside and get warm for a bit. Right. Or like you can't drive a car just because you read the driver's manual. You have to have experience on the road. You can't perform surgery if you're like a first year med student. Like you have to be responsible experience. in what you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to have the experience. You can't just read the big book once and go, "Well, I can save everyone now." <laughs> I've got all the answers. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the key there, too, is that, um, you know, I have people, uh, sponsees will say, thank you for saving my life. And I'm like, I didn't save your life. I just shared with you the experience that I had. Yeah. You know, I passed on the tools that were passed on to me. Yeah. That's between you and your higher power. Yeah. So. I've had family members of sponsees can't come up and say a various host of compliments about how I helped their daughter, son, whatever, daughter, mm. um, get better. And I'm always like, she did the work. Yeah. She wanted it and she did the work. I was just here for support. And we're not doing this to be superficially humble either. You know? No, it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and if you look at it conversely, I'm, this is how my, my sponsor helped me with this. He said, so if you're responsible for someone getting and staying sober, does that mean when they go out and drink, you're responsible for them drinking? I'm like, <gasps> no. <laughs> right. So don't take credit. Yeah. That was a good learning moment for me. Yeah. Oh, Julie, I've missed you. I've missed you. We don't get to do this as often <gasps> oh, as we... Oh, we what? have a huge announcement. Oh, yeah! What? <laughs> Road trip! <laughs> Road trip! Yes, <laughs> who's going to Dr. Bob's house on a road trip? And we will be not only doing podcasting from there, we right. will do our first guest podcast. We will invite our first guest in. Yep. And we're going to do a little mini Facebook Live. I think so. Yeah. Message, podcast. I don't know what you would call it. I think we'll have to do you know some what? Facebook Lives on because the trip. Because we have a guest. Maybe she can film us actually doing our thing. Oh, yeah. And that's how we cool. can live podcast it. That's good. That's, and that's how we can in, rein her in a little bit too. We're going you know on Sarah. May 14th. So that's just a little, it's like 11 days from now. Yeah. So, so. stay tuned, you guys. We're excited. We'll be so coming to excited. the States. Going to Mecca. So hey, if going you want to hang again. out, we'll be at Dr. Bob's place on the 15th of May. Between 12 and 3. Because <laughs> Dr. Bob's house is open between 12 and 3. Right on. And so, we're going to give you all kinds of fun facts. Like, there's actually 12 steps that leads up to his house. Like, it's the coolest uh, place ever. And I've never been. So this is You'll a, cry. This is a first time for me. Um, my sponsor has said, oh, oh, you're going on a road trip? <laughs> I love it when he fake guilts me. Everyone that has heard this has been like, oh. oh. <laughs> well, I, that's, I'm, that would be nice. That's nice. Yeah. Where was my, my invitation yeah. got lost in the mail. Yes. Yeah, that's it. But after this one, we will open it up. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, like, years from now, we just have, like, a whole bus? I think we will. Going down. By the sounds of it, we are going to have a bus next year. Yeah. It's going to be, like, the Canadians take over Ohio, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely uh, stay tuned for more podcasts and Facebook Live events from your two sober chicks. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. Thanks a lot for joining us. We love you. Bye. <laughs>